guess when you have a, a, a business that is deemed sexy or is very popular at the moment, it could be easier for you to get financing and things of that nature because it's the talk of the town, the, you know, the financing, whether it's the banks or it's private money. They're into it because it's a, they're like, oh, wow, it's, that, it's hot that, right. that may not be the case. Not no, the the, a lot of it lenders could, are looking for long term, steady growth before they're going to pull out and write the checks. Today, we're going to talk about sexy business versus non sexy businesses. This just blows my mind because, like, I don't, I, I've heard people talk about sexy business and I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know that we got into business because we had a service a product people wanted. We wanted to do good. We wanted to make jobs. Sexy doesn't cross my mind when I think about doing business. What about you? Uh, I could give two rats. <laughs> like, I don't know what, the, uh, I like, I know, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. This whole people wanting to be working in one type of industry or business because of the cachet or, um, you know, wh whatever they perceive it's about. I get it. Like, that's if that's what you want to do, like, you're drawn to that versus I'm just, there are tons of people, like, here we go. Like, I'm drawing some oh stats gosh. out. I'm going with Cope's, um, Cope's Statonomics. Um, they're, they're like, there are a lot of people. That they're just like, I want to get into this because of whatever they perceive from what they see online or what they hear from people. Yes. Versus actually tasting it and knowing. Like, I used to hate broccoli. And so I actually ate it prepared as different ways. And then I was like, now I love broccoli. Avocados. Avocado. Like, I hated avocados before. Like, now, like, I will eat guacamole all day long. Like, there's nothing sexy about an avocado. There's nothing sexy about it. But look at all the things you can do with it and how good it is for you. But, and it's a huge industry. So there's the perfect example of sexy versus non-sexy, the avocado. Ladies and gentlemen, the episode is over. I've dropped all the wisdom I need to drop. So the goal for this episode, well, we want to talk to you about the benefits and drawbacks of being in what's considered a sexier business. For example, it may be easier to find a loan for a non-sexy business, and a non-sexy business can be more stable. But when you go to cocktail parties and you're talking to your friends or you're trying to make new friends or you're trying to date and justify why you're in a certain line of business. Like sexy is what sells like non-sexy. Yeah. I'm sure you can speak to that. How, like didn't one of your friends give you some when they were like, she's dating the dude at the laundromat. I think we already said this story. Have we told this story before? I don't think we have. So I had do have a girlfriend. We, we go way, 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 way back. And so she was talking to a mutual friend one day and she was like, Oh, you know, um, Jess is busy. You know, she dates the guy that works at the laundromat. And our mutual friend was like, he works at the laundromat. No, he owns the laundromat. No, but if we tell it originally, it, it was, oh, she's, she's dating the dude that works at a laundromat. And your mutual, your friend was just basically like, oh, how, how could she date someone who works at a laundromat? Like, it was totally like poo-poo city for me. But right. then your friend came back and was like, oh, he owns it. But then she, and then she, your friend was just like, oh, it's different. He owns it. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about, the difference between being, you know, sexy and not. Like, I don't give a damn that people bring their dirty underwears. You know why? Because that smells like money to me. Every time a dirty bag of laundry comes in, that's money. Like, I don't care. And, in, in, and people say it's sexy, it's not sexy. Listen, how, how much more opportunity everybody in the studio is cracking? Smells like money to me, baby. I don't care what they say.
right? It's opportunity. And guess what? It's not super sexy. You know why I love businesses are not super sexy? Because I got less people worried about getting into that because they see it online. You don't see nobody on social except for the people in my circle dropping posts and flashing like, I'm doing laundry today. I, I just hauled 30 bags of dirty clothes into the shop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Unless you're in the laundromat Facebook groups. You ain't really dropping pictures like that. Somebody dropped a picture yesterday and won the laundromat Facebook groups. And it was like, yo, look, I got 40 bags to clean today. Like, and it's just the beginning of the day. And like everybody, you see 30 comments and reactions. The people are like, yes, woo. Regular people are not going to hit that up on IG. Put that in your TikTok. Ooh, I got 40 pair of underwears to dry clean today. Ain't nobody going to be like, whoa, that's exciting. When you think about the margins, we get really right. excited. I get super excited. Somebody tells me, oh, do you, can you dry clean my underwears? And I'm just like, you sure you want to dry clean that wash and fold? They're like, absolutely. No problem. You want starch or no starch? I'll press the shit out of them things for you. Because the margins are ridiculous. Like to me, And to me, I love being in non-sexy businesses. Laundry, security, it ain't sexy. Like, you said cocktail parties. People are not at cocktail parties talking about, yes, I have a security guard firm, and, you know, I have to deal with all these things and blah, blah, blah. Or I wash people's dirty underwears for a living, blah, 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 blah. They not. So when we talk about sexy care. businesses, we talk about, again, um, industries that people are always, that are very popular, that people like to talk about, um, that come with some type of cachet. Uh, but they don't always lead to a lot of opportunity or a lot of money. Sometimes those industries can be very stagnant or stale um, and not offer high growth. They can be extremely competitive. Super competitive because everybody sees it into. and thinks it's so. I, I mean, do how it many times so do you hear people say, "I want to be a fashion designer"? I'm not saying that you can't be a fashion designer. I'm not saying that you can't be a. How good much competition fan. is that? A lot. It just think about it, and there's nothing wrong. You want to be in a sexy business? Go for it. Like. You want to be a professional athlete. People look at that as super sexy. What's like, what do, do the math. Do. What's the odds? We have a, a, a relative who's a professional athlete, just got drafted. Do the math. Only 2% of NCAA athletes play a professional sport. You hear right. me? One, well, two, hold up, hold up. 2%. 2% and your 2% includes all of the NCAA sports, not just saying one particular or two particular sports. We're saying the entire NCAA, out of the whole population of NCAA, 2% go on to play a professional sport, whether it's professional ping pong or it's professional basketball, lacrosse, polo, whatever. That's 2%. And depending on the level Shh, of the professional league and the sport, it may not be that much. I mean, the women in the WNBA are still fighting to get an equitable level of payment and... You know, they, they've made some gains, but it's still not what the and men a lot make. Of, in a lot of professional sports, the positions that aren't the sexy positions or get a lot of notoriety attention, they don't command a super high salary. Like if you look at the quarterback right, or like a wide receiver or right. running back compared to some of the, the linemen on the O-line or on the defensive line, it's totally different. Or people say, I want to get in the music business. I want to be a rapper. I'm the black sheep. I'm the black sheep. Okay, right? Dave Chappelle. Now, what you don't realize is that there may be other jobs or other business lines in that business that are where there are more opportunities where you can make more money. Like when it comes to sports, I can tell you, I was not a good student athlete. I did not pursue sports in college, even though one of my college classmates thought that I was the entire track team at Northwestern. 
I was like, you know, we don't have a track team. She said, yeah, I know. I thought you were in. I was like, oh, okay. Um, Wait, did you run track? In my mind, I did. Okay. I mean, you in high school, campus. I did. And, and in high school, we ran around Central Park. So I would dare say that was not really, you know, competitive sports. Um, but I always wanted to be involved in sports. And how we did that is we got contracts with sporting organizations in security. So I get to go and see the events while we're working and we get a check. Super Bowl, check. So you, you use the unsexy business to get you into the sexy business with a sexy arena that you wanted to get in from before. Yeah, yep. We have the number one. So you use non you use non-sexy an, business. An unsexy as, business. As your gateway. As a gateway sexy. to wait, I'm on your side. And to be around the people doing the sexy businesses, right? And we have more longevity. For example, we work with an organization that puts on one of the largest sporting events in the city of New York. We work with them every day, 365 days a year, 366 in leap year, and 24 hours a day. When they put on their special event, they bring in loads and loads of other security people. But how long is that for? couple of weeks. Right. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's super sexy. We just get that year long money. But it's temporary. Where our people are in the back, it's not super sexy. They don't get a lot of shine. Right. But what they do supports the organization long term versus just for that one event. Or that that one thing that's going on. So it's it's very interesting um, how... Being in that that non-sexy category versus a sexy category can have a a potential impact in the short term, the medium, and the long term, but also how you can use one to leverage to get to the other one. Did I not say we were at the Super Bowl? We actually worked the Super Bowl. I did stand in the end zone. In the end zone at the the end of a game at the Super Bowl. But security is not sexy. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. But it, it can get you into it. It so, can get you sexy things. So my question would be, do you yes. prefer being, you've been exposed and around a lot of different businesses from whether doing it yourself or having a job mm-hmm. or working with numerous clients of different levels and, and different, you know, backgrounds and all kinds of fields and industries. Do you prefer from the business side? Owning and running a, a business that's classified as sexy or a business that's classified as non-sexy? So I'm going to put a little personal swing on that because a personal slant. Um, I'm, for the most part, an extrovert. I would dare say you're like a blended extrovert, introvert. Yeah, it depends. Like, you don't, you don't always like have a lot of like, high social energy. And I would dare, like, dare say in many sexy businesses, you have to be on all of the time. So if that's not your person, like being an influencer, right? If that's not your personality, then maybe a sexy business isn't for you, or it's better to have a front person that can step in and and be sexy all the time. So I have girlfriends who are extremely successful in the sexy business world. Like one is an investor, she does marketing, and she's been on TV, and she does a whole lot. Shout out to Lauren Mylan Bias, or no, Lauren Mylan, she got her name back. Um, you know, she's, she's grown and she's doing lots of sexy businesses and that fits her personality and she's good at it. And I'm like, I love her for it because she's able to bring more people along on the ride with her. Other people, you know, um, Renee Blewett with um, um, her, her documentary, 
Um, so, and she comes out of like PR and fashion and all, like all of beautiful people coming together. She's great. That fits her personality. That fits the people that she runs with. She can do that well. Sexy AF. And she's getting it. Everybody can't be Renee. Everybody can't be Lauren. You have to realize who you, you are, what you're be. comfortable doing. That's what people need to realize. You don't need to be anybody else. You need to be yourself. Your best self, though. But understand. But just, but you, you know what you really need? You what? need self-awareness. Okay. You need to understand who you are, what you like to do, what you're about, and then focus on that. Right. Versus looking at what other people are doing or what they're about and being like, Trying to like, and I think we're so caught up on this emulation culture. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm running with it. Just emulation, like we see it, and then we're like, oh, like a lot of the stuff people like, I don't know, fashion or trends or whatever you want to call them. I shouldn't say whatever you want to call it. So they're they're different terms from from trends and fads, etc. Somebody did that, and then a bunch of people started following it. Mm -hmm. Just. Be you, and maybe somebody will, you know, emulate that and follow you, and you be, you create the next fad or the next trend. Right. But really, sit back and be you. I think people need to be more self aware and be more comfortable who who they really are, and then apply that to whatever where you work, with you know, in your business or you starting a business. Make sure that business fits that. Like you will not like you said it. I am not going to be like some of uh, having an event planning business. And if I did, I would be the person probably in the background that's like, okay, this is a checklist. There's a this checklist. Is a that. I'm not going to be the one in the front, like, oh, the host and this and that. And because like, after a while, I'm going to be like, this shit, I'm tired. Like, it's that simple. Like, in the beginning, I'll be like, hey, hey, welcome. Here's this, the champagne. Then, like, an hour into it, I'm going to be in the back, like, what time is this shit over? Like, I got other stuff to do. We need to order inventory. We need to do supplies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you you need to be aware of what what you are and who you are, and then what you're willing to do and and build and capitalize on that. If, if we if we all just took a minute and sat back and said, you know what, these are the top five things that I am like super good at. What you weak at? Like th this whole thing, I hear people like, you need to focus on your weaknesses. I'm listen that hire somebody to do what you're weak at. I'm just throwing that out there. Like if you if we're talking about you building a business. I, there's like, I am not good in my head. I'm organized, but in real life, I am so not like, I'm going to hire somebody for that. When we get to the next level, it's that simple. Hire someone to do it. What'd you tell me the other day? I don't want to cook anymore. Don't get the meal prep. Don't get this right. Don't, the, don't what, make no more work for me. Those kits that you buy and they mail it to you. You mm. still gotta, like, I got like I three like, jobs already. That's what I was talking about the other day. I like those things, but I'm like, it's still more he work He likes for me. it, but he never does the cooking. It's facts. Total facts. I, I like them, but then I'm like, I got to cook it. And then you look at the thing. It's prep time. It's cook time. I'm like, I didn't spend an hour and a half on this. So you know what I'm, I'm looking now? We were talking about it. I'm looking for the ones that there's a local chef who prepares it, and then they deliver it to you, like, for six days Real or five talk. days. And you just Real put it, like, in talk. the oven or the microwave. I'm going for that. Like, I just want to take it out, heat that joint up, and then eat it and get back in the game. Like, I got to And then after you cook it and all, I got to clean up. You got to clean the dishes? Like, thank God. Like, what? Like, but anyway, go ahead. So, you know, I, I think part of it is that people get caught up in how other people will see them, right? Well, and, that goes back to what we're talking yeah. about. Self-awareness. Right, but, but, like, but like self-awareness is one thing. If you like to wear Mitch Matt socks, wear them. Self-awareness is one thing, but the other thing is 
what will people think about me? What will people think about my business? I'm going to tell you right now, nine times out of 10, people don't look in your bank account. They only see what you show. We had a young man, shout out to Mr. James. Mr. James, we went to a site visit the other day. We go to get in the Honda Civic. Mr. James is like, why don't you drive a Porsche? Bosses, why don't you drive a Porsche? I don't need to drive a Porsche. Civic still work. Civic is paid for. Civic goes from A to Z. Even though somebody was very disrespectful and sideswiped the Civic. Um, so disrespectful. Fucking <laughs> dragged the trailer, sideswiped the car while I was parked to the corner. But at the end of the Didn't day. Didn't even leave a note. Right. Somebody on, in the neighborhood was like, oh, yeah, we meant to tell you somebody hit your car at 1130 this morning. You should call the cops. Man, it's 7 p.m. What are we going to do? I got in the car and went home. What are we going to do? Like, um, <laughs> I'm going to call the cops and they're going to give me, a, I'm going to wait three hours for them coming to give me the paper. Did I go precinct, get a police report? I call the insurance company. Yeah, just get in the car and go home. So the car doesn't define who we are. The car doesn't define our capabilities as business people. But I will tell you, when we did have a loaner car from the dealership, um, and we went to that client visit, and the client was like, oh, this car is nice. I was like, oh, It was a Mini Cooper, let's be clear. It wasn't no, it wasn't like, no high-end, super fancy, because our Mini Cooper was in the shop, so they gave us another a Mini Cooper as a loaner. I ain't going to front. It was a new model, too. It was kind of nice. Had the new car smell. They're they, they not going to get they, me for, like they that, not get me for all, a new payment. They're not going to get me for that's another a game, payment. And that's marketing, and it's ultra smart. If I owned a car dealership, whoever came with that idea, they get mad kudos. I put I send my car in to get repaired and they give you a loaner. And the loaner is always the latest model. And it's a psychological thing to get you to say, maybe I should consider getting a new one. And for like two days, I was like, oh, this is nice. Maybe we should get the new one. And then the third day, I was like, oh, hell no, they not getting me. Cause I got no what that joint is almost paid for. Three payments left. Three pay. I was like, one, I am not getting another two, note. That car runs three. just fine. F that did not get me. But shout out to whoever came up with that idea at the car. Super smart idea for marketing. Give the person who has their car in for repair a new loaner. It has the new car smell. It's fresh off plastic. And the person, real, I bet you their conversion rate is super high on that. I bet, I, and I know they got data on it. But that's another conversation. But you were saying, sorry. So, again, the car, the clothes, they don't define who you are. They don't define your capability as a business owner, unless your business is the car, unless your business are the clothes, um, then they may have some impact. But at the end of the day, let your work speak for itself. Be who you are and show up and show out and do a great job. Keep in mind that when we talk about sexy versus non-sexy, success is sexy AF. Profits are sexy right. AF. If those are my only two uh, thought bombs for today. That's it. Success is sexy. Profits are sexy. And so success do is, what you got to do to be define, successful. You define what success is to you. Don't let somebody else define what success is for you. But let's be clear. Profit is profit. There's only one definition for profit. Well. I, after all, no, I'm talking about real, not creative accounting, not the whole playing with the books type thing. I'm talking about straight, real numbers. All your expenses are paid, and this is what's left over. True profit, not gross profit, not like accrual. I'm talking about straight cash basis running your books. What's left over? Profit is sexy as I don't know what. And profit is, it is, is a powerful business tool. Because we were talking about earlier, like you have a sexy business, non sexy business, talking about getting loans and things of that nature. Yes, when you have a, a, a business that is deemed 
sexy or is very popular at the moment, it could be easier for you to get financing and things of that nature because it's the talk of the town, the, you know, the financing, whether it's the banks or it's private money. They're into it because it's a, they're like, oh, wow, it's, that, it's that, that may not be the case. Not no, all the time. The, a lot of it lenders could, are looking for long-term steady growth before they're going to pull out and write the checks. So that's something that yes. you need to consider is that something might be hot and popping right now, but that that might not be motivation for... for Depending on what where you're getting the, the, the money from. If you're getting some private money, you might get them to write a check super fast because they're caught up in what they see in the headlines True. or what they're reading. They're like, True. this is the thing. Like, these, this is going to be the next wave, et cetera, et cetera. And, and they, 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 listen, we're in a, an investment group. Mm-hmm. And you, we see and hear different things along those those lines. Mm-hmm. Like, and our fun, we hear different things. And I'm just like, who, who who's going to be what you said? What's the? I'm looking for the horse that can run the race for the long term. I'm not looking for the, the horse that's just sprinting. Because they're going to burn out all the money. And more than likely, we're not going to see a return on that. Or as Lanier says, meal ticket versus a lotto ticket. Like right. a meal ticket is something... I can count it on you, like and, I, I and you, know you eat it real fast, but a lotto ticket if it's if a winning lotto ticket that'll be that's oh I interpreted that as something different. Oh, sorry. Okay, well I no, like no, the, no. your interpretation. I was like meal like it's a meal ticket. It's gonna be a consistent meal. It's like this thing is gonna provide a meal for me on a regular basis versus a lotto ticket is a dollar it's in a the dream. Oh. Like I'm buying a lotto ticket. I don't know if I'm a hit. I'm buying it and I'm like it's three hundred million or whatever it is. I'm praying like the odds are one in like whatever twenty gajillion, but I'm like but I'm gonna win. I know these are the right seven numbers. You get the fuck. Why like, so? So I, I want something that's consistently. Pre- Listen, I read this article the other day, and this young lady has several businesses, and I think this is such a smart approach. But it it, it it's all depending on the person too. She has numerous businesses, and they all fall into probably unsexy categories. Maybe some of them are semi-sexy. Mm-hmm. But her her logic and her pattern is simple. I have several businesses, and they all produce a small amount of profit because of the, the margin of the business, and it's not a whole lot of volume. But she makes up for the lack of volume in one business with the fact that she has numerous businesses under her umbrella, and she's able to, I think it's like maybe five businesses she has or four. But the combined income of all her business puts her in a, in a really good category, in a really good place financially, because she's looking at the total sum versus trying to hit a singular home run with one business. She's like, I like, I have this business, I have this business, and I get steady streams of income from numerous businesses. And, you know, a few of them are e-com, so she's able to manage them Fairly, I don't want to say easily, but, you know, with systems in place and, and some automation, et cetera, et cetera. So she's looking at the total sum of all this income from numerous things. Right. And I think that is so smart, where a lot of times we get caught up like, I just got to do this one thing and make a home run with it. Right. What you were saying. I was going to say, you, you were talking about trends. Um, and one of the trends I keep hearing people talk about is cannabis, right? New York State has legalized uh, adult use marijuana. Jersey has legalized adult use marijuana. Everybody's talking about, oh, it's going to be all these business opportunities. It's going to be get so much equity. Oh, it's go- oh, you know what? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Listen. Listen, my friend. There are people out there that will take a lot of your money to make you think, that you're going to get rich off of weed. 
if you haven't gotten rich off of weed yet, don't think that it's likely that you will get rich off of legalized marijuana. Um, there's a system and the system is already in place in many instances. And people talking about opening dispensaries, opening, um, what is it? The, Listen, I'm going to compare that to my favorite thing. And you hear me say this, and I will say this to the end of time. Explain to me how many bodegas are on corners in our neighborhoods. And I want to understand their, their, profit mo their profit model, their revenue. It's no way. In one, like in two, I can think of maybe two to three areas just in my neighborhood alone where there's a corner store slash green deli slash bodega slash whatever the, the, the name is from now on every corner. There's all four corners has one on it. I'm like, explain that. To, like, how are they making money? So when you say cannabis, I think the same. There are so many people saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to open up a retail shop. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a grower. Granted, there are a number, a, a limited there number of licenses. There is Trust, opportunity. There is opportunity. But, but if you say, well, I like weed, and so I want to get in the weed business, that is probably not the best approach. What I would suggest is, if you're very serious, look at some of the ancillary services. I would look at what are the supporting non-sexy services that that industry is going to need, and you they need that reoccurring service over and over. Like, you know who what I would like to be? The, the packages. The, the, the yes. Damn, get out my head. The yes. person who makes those little bags yes. that they put that in. Yes. I would love to be the person sitting in the factory being like, how many we got to ship out today? Uh, Espinosa, how many? Oh, we're sending out 15 million of those bags countrywide. And we just slinging sacks of plastic bags <laughs> all day. Like, like how much those cost? Point, point 0.2 cent or whatever they cost. I'm like, yeah, well, we just sent out 15 million of them, bro. Like whatever they package the stuff in, I would. That's the the non-sexy business. I, like be like, what? A, what? A, I'm you in the cannabis industry? No, I'm in the package industry, bro. You every time somebody, like, what? Everybody needs packaging. Listen, that like what? A, that's like the guy from Tyco. How did he make his money? Smoke detectors. Right. The, the, he was talking about the, the 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 when they did this documentary, and I can't remember the name of it, and I'm super mad I can't. But they were talking about Tyco. If you're familiar, the alarm company fire suppression etc and he talked about fire sprinkler heads and he was like there is nothing sexy about a damn fire sprinkler head he was like but i looked at the business i looked at the competition i looked at how much money could be made in the margin and he was like i'm doing this and whatever i don't remember how the story went but they made hella money but i think there was some other like shady stuff that went on in the documentary but that one aspect of it is super important. So if you want to talk about cannabis, what what supports? What the is the non-sexy like, part of the cannabis business like, I, that I, everybody? I don't want to grow it. I don't want to sell it. What do like? I would love to be the person who who supplies the fertilizer to the growers so they can yield a good crop or whatever special soil they need. And or like, the light bulbs for people that are doing. You know, oh, home, maybe home the, the, the LED lights yeah. that they're using yeah. now, right? Because, you know, light bulbs is probably a thing of a past to a certain extent because the LED lights, they last 10 years or whatever. But I, do you want to be the distributor who services the lights? Do you want to be the person who who, who manufactures the, the, grow, locks. the grow tents, right? right? 
or you want to be the person who does CCTV. Right. You want to be the person who make who has the fluid that refills the lighters that people are using to light up their joints, to light up their bones. Like not of, sexy. It's not sexy, but think about big lighters. The, there's nothing sexy about the regular big lighter, the plastic one that the, the store is having, that little plastic tray that just sits there. There's a bunch of colors, and it just says Bic on it, and you buy one, and everybody just gets, and they light up, whether it's a cigarette or whatever they're doing, lighting candles, whatever. It's not sexy, but think about it. It's something that gets consumed and reused over and over and over and over. As long as you can keep producing it and they need it, you have an endless supply. Why do I love laundry? Until people start walking around naked or they figure out a way to have technology and clothes where they clean themselves, I'm good. I am good. And I think it's going to be a while, probably not in my lifetime, before people decide to walk around naked all the time. I'm, they're just not. I think we passed that window. I think we've truly, especially with the fashion industry today and how people are influenced by it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's not sexy, right. but it's something people constantly need. It's clean clothes and people, most people dread doing laundry. Right.